as soon as they could, they removed the butt plug and then he put another load in there, which seems actually kind of gross to me. I didn't, that, that bothered me. You, uh, you, uh, you're not excited about yeah. the notion of your own sloppy seconds. Well, I think it would mix with oh. uh, other matter oh, right. okay, in there. Stop. And so it would not be yeah. great. It'd be kind of a paste. Yeah. Does this strike you as a believable story or do you think this is just some like guy in South Korea? Hello and welcome to episode 86 of Your Mileage May Vary. This is Mike and I'm here with Eric. Our, my co-host Keith is in Hawaii now. He's uh, kind of on an endless vacation. Eric, say hi to the audience. Hi, audience. So Eric's filling in for Keith this week. Uh, he's a uh, somewhat regular guest on the show. And um, Eric has a fair amount of sexpertise that he's been willing to share in the past. So I think he's going to be able to give us some some good content today. Uh, we've got some great stuff for you today. Uh, in particular, I'm excited to bring um, a few questions about blowjobs. Uh, talking about that with Keith is not the best because he doesn't like receiving blowjobs. So it always just devolves to this discussion of um, how he dislikes that, which is, you know, it just, it just limits the amount of t- conversation possible. And uh, we have a new subreddit to take a look at um, that we, that Eric and I are familiar with and uh, some other um, uh, sundry questions about sex. Uh, and uh, we have a few things to follow up on from last episode. As always, uh, we uh, appreciate feedback and uh, reviews. People can give us feedback at ymmvpod at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at ymmvpod. And as always, we pay $10 for good faith feedback from people. Um, so quickly from last episode, we had a conversation about a sugar baby who was extraordinarily attractive. Eric, you actually were, I think, the person who complained to me about the fact that we didn't have photos in the show notes about that. Is that right? Yeah, it's really uh, it's annoying to listen to a conversation about someone who's so outrageously attractive that you, you're sort of agitated by it. And uh, yeah, it just made me eager to see it. And uh, I have to so, say, like, she was she was fine, but it was from your description. It was definitely. Oh, my God. Wow. OK, so hang on. So you were not the only one to complain about this. We had um, uh, three other listeners send us emails complaining about this. So I am, uh, when I post this show, going to go back to episode 85 and update the show notes to include two links that I was able to dig up after some assiduous searching of the pictures we looked at. Now, I do want to get into this a little bit with you, Eric. Um, Keith and I agree that she was extremely attractive. I think for me, she's sort of a 10 out of 10. Maybe I'll put her in the show notes for this episode too, so people can can see what I'm talking about. What were the uh, what, first of all, on a scale of 10, where would you put her and what were the issues you saw? Oh, there's no issues. This is just, it's a personal preference thing. So like the difference between nine and 10 isn't like objective issues. It's just like what you're, you know, do you like chocolate or vanilla or whatever? Um, mm, okay. You know, it's just, a, just a, she's very pretty and uh, I can see why she's totally up your alley. If I, if I could like pinpoint <laughs> anything, it would be, she looked a little young, which is, which is weird. I mean, young is almost always better. But she seemed a little bit too um, borderline prepubescent. Not prepubescent, but like her face was just Whoa. very. Her face was her face was just very like innocent and immature seeming. And um, so our listener, one of the listeners that that emailed in about this, yeah. uh, I sent the pictures to because uh, I was, I had found them for you by then. Yeah, and he said something similar. He did. He said something. He replied and said, "Oh, I, I kind of feel bad now," like. That she was implying that it was, and I, I'm pretty sure she's of age. Although, to be fair, like the profile was taken down uh, off of 
Reddit. So maybe I'm not entirely sure why you, you think she might've been under 18. So. Oh, she easily could. I mean, not necessarily. You can never Yikes. tell with girls, but like she, if you told me she was 15, I would not be surprised, which isn't uh, always necessarily like, you know, a negative for, for attractiveness. Uh, you know, not saying I would operate it is on, on this show. Eric. Yeah. I'm not saying I would act on it, but like, you know, <laughs> um, you know, when Britney Spears was 16 or whatever, it's, you know, no one was going to say bad things about those pictures. Um, but there was something True. about her that seemed uh, especially kind of, I guess innocence, the right word. But she also maybe had a look that you didn't, uh, she's sort of blonde, blue eyed, and that's maybe not your top of the pops for you. Uh, right? I mean, I don't have strong preferences in that direction. Okay. I mean, I'm not, uh, like you have definite preferences. Uh, I wouldn't say it's either a positive yes. or a negative. For me, Keith, I know likes uh, his women <clears throat> with raven hair and a chin like Jay Leno. Would you agree <laughs> with me on that? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay, um, yeah. So we'll put that. We'll put the the photo up, and people can judge for themselves. Uh, and I apologize for not getting that up sooner. Um, so Eric, you and I were talking um, a couple weeks ago about this topic of what becomes of women who say when they're 16, 17, 18 are the absolute most attractive, uh, say, say out of a population of like a thousand or something, and maybe a, a typical urban high school. What happens to those women when they were t- they're 25? Yeah. Well, like, I think like was, the, the, yeah, the girl right. we were just talking about, like what's her, what's the modal expectation for her life or what are like the top 10 life outcomes you could expect for someone like that? Someone who's like a nine and a half or a 10 or whatever. And, uh, by the yeah, way, you were, go ahead. Didn't you determine that that was probably a fake profile? Did you guys talk about that? It uh, got taken down from sugar, from the Sugar Lifestyle Forum. She had, he, well, she in quotes had two postings in that forum, and they both got taken down. Um, th- and then the account, the Reddit account, stopped getting posts to it, which made it difficult. That's why, uh, dear listeners, it was hard for me to get you the photos. So, and there was no, but it doesn't matter. And there's no like post history or anything. And you, and there was a little bit. And Keith, uh, did Keith try to find her on, uh, on, uh, seeking arrangement, seeking arrangement? She, he did not, but I did because I, I was so bummed out that I couldn't give people this photo of this girl I thought was so attractive and now, uh, has creeped two people out. And then you're also saying maybe she's not that attractive, but I, I disagree. Oh, no, look, this is, um, listen, calling someone a nine is not saying unattractive. But like when point. you were talking about her, I was like, oh, this is going to be Natalie Portman Cross with Mila Kunis or something. Interesting. Uh, but uh, no such luck. Oh, right. And I also disagree with uh, Keith's take, uh, which was that she seemed especially – she he thought she was obviously an Instagram uh, sort of obsessive. And I, I couldn't yeah. disagree more with that. Like I thought all of her pictures were very just like normal selfies. Like, like okay. I, I don't, you, I, yeah. I, I think she's in the 50th, per, my guess is she's in the 50th percentile, 50th percentile of like whatever teenage girls have on their phones. Like every teenage girl is going to have a set of pictures exactly like that. So meaning she doesn't, it's not a 50th percentile, meaning like half the girls would have more kind of crazy social media presence yes. and half would have less. Yeah. Cause they okay. weren't especially curated. They weren't professionally done. It was just like her and her buddies, you know, at the beach, her and her buddies at the dance or whatever. And they weren't, you know, professionally yeah. lit or retouched or anything. 
Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I don't know exactly. So Keith's take on this uh, was that she was basically spent. She's someone who spent her spends her entire life curating photos for Instagram and the like. And you're basically disagreeing with that. Yeah. And and in fact, like I'll say the the whole innocence thing uh, might be partially sort of like the um, uh, unsophistication of her poses. Like they, they were just very like, hey, I'm a happy 16 year old girl smiles. They weren't like. Uh, you know, the standard, you know, duck lip. I'm looking too, too cool for school. Cause I know I'm posing for an Instagram shot shot. True. Um, yeah, there were yeah. no photos of her standing on, on a precipice at the grand Canyon where you thought maybe she'd fall. Yeah. Uh, while taking it. And she didn't yeah, look true. like sultry or like, you know, giving fuck me eyes to the camera. It was just like, she just looked like an ordinary high school girl. Oh, high school. Okay, so let's let's move on from that yes. to the uh, to the um, this question of. So we had a couple of theories about what. I mean, obviously, there's going to be some kind of range of expectations for an incredibly attractive woman. Uh, but th- I think the fundamental thing was we were wondering whether, what was it? Whether uh, they basically always wind up concubines for billionaires? Was that sort of the question? Yeah. So my real uh, curiosity around this, as like just sort of an ordinary middle class guy who's not wealthy, not especially attractive. Um, you know, we go through life sort of scrapping, uh, to find women to go out with us. Um, and I wonder if there's just like, uh, you know, is is there like a Shangri-La where if you're above a certain net worth, um, there's this area of like, you know, fancy clubs that all of the nines and tens go to, or like 80% of them, uh, you know, Jeffrey Epstein would be an extreme example here. Um, but I wonder, like... We talked about bottle service. Yeah. Like, I wonder I wonder how many, like, Epstein-like guys, or, you know, guys like, you know, who aren't sex trafficking people, but, like, have, you know, the uh, not illegal version of that going on, less objectionable version of that going on, but is, is effectively the same thing. Um, yeah, so I, there was a story that I told you that I'd seen on uh, Shamefully. Have you downloaded TikTok, by the way? Uh, not yet, and. Still not. Yeah, Eric just recently got a new phone that is TikTok capable. Uh, he's that middle class, folks. <laughs> no, he just he just keeps on. He hangs on to his technology longer than most. He's he can afford a new phone. Yeah, I'm not poor. Uh, I'm just old. There you go. But uh, uh, and by old he means 29. <laughs> but the uh, the uh, the TikTok video I saw was uh, a woman describing an experience she had uh, when she was sort of a. Um, budding actress, but ultimately did not become a star when she was in her early twenties. And, uh, she was, uh, she was told by some folks that, oh, you know, there's going to be a, a party up in some hotel room with some famous people. She did not mention who it was, but all the commenters thought it was Leonardo DiCaprio. And she thought, okay, I, I'm not going to have sex with this guy. Uh, but I, you know, as a career thing, I should go up and you know, say hi. So anyway, she went up to the, went up to the hotel room and her claim was that, uh, she knocked on the door and something like five, somebody opened the door and there was like five or six incredibly pretty naked ladies in there with this famous person. Uh, and that sort of comports with this thesis that there's some kind of fantasy Island somewhere where if you're above a certain range of wealth and or, uh, renown, you basically just, you're just drowning in naked women all the time. Yeah, that's I've, basically your thesis. Right? Yeah, well, that's my. I don't know if it uh, rises to the level of thesis, but like it's a question. 
and I've read stuff on Reddit, which, you know, again, consider the source, but like, uh, there was this post I read a few years ago by a guy who claimed to be like a financial advisor or something like that. And he's like, I've worked with people at like all levels of net worth. And here's my summary at like each level and at above like a hundred million dollars or something. He's like, here's where stuff really changes. And it's like every, every person these people interact with, it's, it's just like a beautiful woman or like a high level executive or something. But he's like, every party you go to, there's nothing but like beautiful, like well-educated women. Um, and uh, hmm. yeah, it just makes me wonder if like, you know, is this a, you know, do, do they manage to sort of sponge up, you know, the vast majority of, of really, really attractive women. And I figure they're pro- probably right. Like if you subscribe to the efficient market hypothesis, right. On some level that's got well, going on. I mean, there's a couple issues with that. I mean, first, well, I guess you said intelligent, so I don't know that, that, that throws a wrinkle in the equation. I mean, obviously like if being above a certain level of attractiveness kind of, uh, algorithmically gave you access as a woman to that kind of environment, there would be no young female porn stars that are really attractive, right? Well, we that's, know those exist. Well, I mean, that's, that's another avenue, right? Like if you're, yeah. if you're a woman, you're not guaranteed to land a billionaire, but if you're the billionaire, you're guaranteed to land the beautiful, the beautiful okay. woman. So they all have an entree women. into that environment. And then yeah. of course the issue is when they hit some age, which I think for Leonardo DiCaprio is like 27 or 28, then they're <laughs> jettisoned. And now they're not attractive enough anymore, right? Right. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, so, are, I, so yeah, I mean, what I mean, do you have do you have thoughts on this? Like, have you known any? Um, like, do you have any uh, stories from high school or anything of like you know, the hot girl from your high school wound up doing blah blah blah? You know, I don't think that I was popular enough with the hot girls to uh, to know exactly what became of them. I went to a high school that had a lot of uh, born again Christian influence at it. Huh. So there were probably a lot of them where that would have limited their willingness to use their bodies uh, to get ahead in that way. Although, or maybe that no one would have talked about it. Maybe that's, uh, that's interesting. more to the point. Well, I think that's probably true in our generation and certainly like our parents' generation. But, mm-hmm. you know, as, as those cultural norms uh, have been, I would say, totally washed away, um, I think from like a sexual standpoint that there's like the increasing returns to extreme wealth. Um, yeah. I mean, I just, I think it's through the roof now. Yeah. I mean, certainly um, <clears throat> you have th- platforms like OnlyFans, which uh, clearly, uh, I mean, there's some amount of personality there, but a lot of it's just attractiveness and, and youth that are going to be compensated there. Uh, and there's less and less stigma associated with women just kind of, doing what they got to do that way to make themselves uh, push themselves up. Uh, so, yeah, but I don't, yeah, I don't have any direct evidence of what happens here. It's some, it's a point of curiosity. Um, it's probably, I mean, but yeah, you're, you're asking what the modal expectation is. Obviously it's some kind of a bell curve, but what it's, it's different. Like a woman who, when she was 17 was a six probably has a quite different life than one who was a 10. Oh, definitely. It's an important way. And you know, you figure, some large percentage of them are just going to have ordinary lives too. Like they marry their high school boyfriends or whatever and just become housewives. Like maybe that's the modal expectation actually. 
like well, I think um, I mentioned to you, like like, uh, Aunt, like Dallas Cowboys. Um, go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say, like uh, Anna Nicole Smith, right? She ended up with the the old billionaire, but like she had yes. three kids from her high school boyfriend, right? Hmm. It was something like that, and then she became a stripper. But there's a generational that was uh, like 30 years ago or something, right? That's true. So maybe things have changed. Um, it's hard to say. I bet. I bet not that much. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to the new porn trope that you discovered. Uh, you sent it to me. Do you want to tell us what it's called and what happens in it? Uh, sure. Well, first of all, I'm not convinced. Well, I don't think it's actually a trope. It, I discovered a porn. I thought uh, I thought uh, briefly that it was a new genre, and I was kind of excited about it. Not that I was in love with it. I just thought it's just interesting <laughs> discovering new things in an area that you know. I thought I'd completely. So it's not something that. you want to do. No, I mean, I you do. You are uh, like people who've listened to every episode of your Miles May Vary, and there's a surprising number of them. will know that Eric has a has uh, had experience as sort of a dominant male in relationships, right? This is a thing we've discussed before. So this could be something that would appeal to you, right? Sure. Although there is sort of a key catch twenty two to it that I'll explain in a second. But the okay. uh, whatever, enough foreplay. Uh, the. And I discovered this on Reddit. I don't remember how. I was just sort of clicking through and came across this. Uh, it's called uh, the cum slap. Cum slap. And, okay. uh, and actually, the way I know that it's not a genre is that when I Google searched it, I just got back to the same video on Reddit instead of like a. I was expecting a uh, a category in Pornhub or something. So uh, this is. I mean, so in truth, this is like uh, two girls, one cup. Like it's not. Right. It's not that there. There's a genre of porns where two girls eat what appears to be poop. That's what two girls, one cup is, right? Right. Well, I've never actually seen it, but I've uh, heard it described. Not seen it. Okay. Uh, Have you? But this has come, uh, I think I have, and my recollection is that I think the poop might come out of somebody's butt, but I think it's probably ice cream or there's some trick to it. Yeah. I mean, I I heard it, I've seen all the reaction videos and they're very funny. And then I've heard it described to me and I just decided that I really didn't want to see it. I definitely have seen it. I I just don't remember because it's been a while. There's 100% certainty I've checked it out because why not? Anyway, so the the cum slap is there's a girl on her knees sort of in blowjob position. And uh, and in fact, I think it starts with her blowing the guy. And at some point, the guy pulls out, uh, beats off into his own hands, and then slaps her with it. And then uh, rubs, sort of rubs it in. (laughs) Okay, so... He comes in his hand, and so the whole like orgasmic experience is him. She's just watching, and he's just nutting in his hand. Yes, and then once he's completely done, he sort of it's sort of congealed up there on his hand, and he just slaps it, so it kind of slaps across her face. Yeah, and then he rubs it in. Yeah, and what does she do? Uh, you know, she it's the improbably uh, uh, improbable gratitude uh, smile, like oh, thank you very much. Just the standard porn star, like thank you very much but, for degrading me, thing. Well, is that improbable to you? I mean, I, you have a lot more experience than I do with dominant submission play. I mean, if it's the woman's not in post nut. Um, oh, that's a good point. Uh, clarity. That's a good point. If, so if, she might. Yes. Yeah. If you've like negotiated this, uh, <laughs> and I say, let me just uh, say it real quick. I, I I specifically use the word negotiate as opposed to collectively bargained, which Keith uh, likes to misuse a lot. Uh, collective bargaining. So wait, wait. Let's let's. Double click on that. So you're saying that you use the word negotiate for the way two partners discuss their bargaining about a sexual topic and not – Keith likes to say that he and his girlfriend collectively bargained that, I don't know, that they would have sex three times a week or whatever it is, some some 
some term, and you and you take issue with that uh, that terminology. Yeah, this is a, this is a minor pet peeve I've had the past couple episodes. Yeah, Keith likes to use okay. uh, collectively bargained, but uh, you know, collective bargaining is when you have multiple people on the same side. Uh, they form the collective that then bargains, but when two people are negotiating something, that's just bargaining or negotiating. Okay, so the the issue here is that because Keith and his girlfriend are each just one person, the collective there is no collective. There's just Keith, who's one person. His girlfriend is just one person, so there's no pot. Like, it actually is a misuse and a misunderstanding of the term collective bargain. Yeah, that's right. So, okay, uh, so when I yeah, meet so, up sorry with him, grammar shame you there, Keith. But uh, that's yeah. what you get for being gone all the time. All right. Yeah. Okay. So you're saying that you would need to negotiate, and would would you? I mean, do you think this is this the cum slap rises to the level of something you would need to negotiate with? No, no, no. With, my, um, my, my point was, if you had negotiated a BDSM type relationship. And you okay. know, sort of established boundaries in that area. Uh, I think the average woman, if you did this too, uh, that would be, <laughs> it would be imp- unlikely that she would uh, be excited about it. Okay. I mean, the, okay, let's hear the downside because I think well, I can, but, you want me to guess what the downside is. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's, it's, it's sort of obvious, right? <laughs> it's, it's the post nut clarity issue. It's the, uh, yeah, once, I mean, once the semen leaves the penis, like everything that happens is sort of superfluous slash revolting. And I know, right. I know if, even if like my, my girlfriend and I had talked about this and like had gotten excited about it, I know exactly what would happen if I did this, which was, I, w- I would be super excited about it right up until the microsecond that my orgasm began or finished, I suppose. And then I would just be sitting there, uh, with a handful of semen thinking what oh. the hell's wrong with me? Like, <laughs> I guess I'll go to the bathroom now. Just so we can get the picture here. So. Uh, you're left-handed, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Which hand would you be holding the semen in? You know, I usually use my right hand to beat off, weirdly. Okay. All right. That's what Keith does, dude. I think yeah, it relates left to mouse, mouse usage or something. <laughs> right. Because you use the mouse on your computer with your right hand or left hand? I use it with my right hand. And so I think I'm. it's a similar motion, maybe. I don't know. There's no I think good answer. Most right handed. Wait. No, I don't know. Okay. Be that as it may. So, you, uh, right. So, so this is like the snowballer's dilemma, right? Yes. Uh, <laughs> you, you've never experienced the snowballer's dilemma because you've never agreed to receive the ejaculate snowballed back into your mouth, I assume. That's not something you would that's ever right. want to do, even, even when super horny. That's a revolting concept to me. So, right. but yeah. Right. But this is a, uh, so I call it that because the, um, it's somewhat common to read a woman on like a sex on the sex subreddit or some other place where she's complaining because a guy wanted to be purported to want to be snowballed, which is her taking the semen in her mouth after a blowjob and then putting it in his mouth. And then he changes his mind. And then she's just left with the nut that she ordinarily would have swallowed quickly, just kind of like percolating in her mouth because he says no. But, and of course you can understand why he doesn't want to snowball. It's, Mm-hmm. Aside from all the other reasons you wouldn't want to, he's now in post nut clarity, and it's a, a bummer. But you're saying the cum flap would have the same problem. I remember you. Uh, uh, oh, you 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 read a post. I think this is, might even be pre Reddit. This was a long time ago. You uh, okay? You read about someone who found a workaround for this, which was uh, oh, to Lord. freeze his own semen and then to yes. have his wife uh, feed him his. Uh, Ice cubes, I suppose. Semen cubes. Yeah. 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 That's so much. I mean, that's, I think that's worse than, I think if I had to pick 
between the cum right out of my dick or frozen ice cube cum, I would pick out right out of my dick if I had to pick. Why? Uh, uh, I, I don't know. There's something like it just, it, it, like, I, I'm not sure. You don't, you don't agree with that? You think they're equal? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're both sort of like infinitely negative. So there's, I'll tell you why. No, I can tell you why. Because the, because uh, this is why it's, it's a psychological explanation for this. It's because in normal, I don't always have access to the post-nut clarity mental state. And so I would associate it then with being kind of close to the sex act. And so I'd be like, oh, maybe that'll be okay because I'm still horny or it's, but the act of having to like freeze your semen and prepare it and all that is just, it means that there's all this time when I'm just not horny at all, having to do all this preparation bullshit. And that seems much worse. I think it's that. Uh, Now, actually, I think you're probably right that in the moment I would be indifferent. I would, I would be zero interested in either is correct. They would both be terrible. Uh, yeah, that's a fair point. Um, it's okay. funny. I remember this story uh, sort of fondly because it, oh, no. it's one of the few memories I have of you actually being revolted by something. That's that's so rare. You, you your genuine uh, genuine feeling of like sexual disgust is so rare. It's it's, <laughs> it's just rare to see you get grossed out. Yeah, the ice cube thing. Someone storing their semen like that. I can't. I just don't understand that. That's uh, that's something I would not. It's yeah, it's it's the separating completely from the sex act. Uh, it's really hard for me to understand. So okay, so the, the cum slap is not something that you would uh, propose in a relationship. It's not you just saw it in the porn. You got excited because you thought, oh, I've discovered a new thing, and then it turns out it's kind of a one trick pony, right? Right, and not very compelling. Yeah, okay. and uh, in and of itself, I just thought it was sort of amusing. Were you also complaining that like then? Yeah, it's like after you so see post nut clarity, then you've got semen splattered all over her face and maybe other places and on your hand, just kind of laying. Yeah, it's just a big mess. And the degradation is after you nut. Like it's correct. Like for your BDSM stuff, like you'd rather you want to like as soon as you nut, you stop being interested in degrading the, that's your right. partner. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Interesting. I mean, I, I'm uninterested in basically any sort of sexual, sexual uh, uh, interaction. Okay. It, and your sort of dominant submissive stuff is purely sexual. Like it's not, it doesn't extend past that. Oh, right. No, it's not like lifestyle BDSM. Right. You don't have her in a cage or <laughs> on a leash. You've never done that, right? Correct. Correct. Okay. Okay. And honestly, uh, just because it just sounds like too much effort. Like, That's true. You are a low effort fellow. Uh, honestly, like, because you read about stuff like this. And I'm always kind of baffled by it because it really does seem like such a pain in the ass um, that I, I can't imagine the payoff being worth just the sort of lifestyle commitment it requires. It's like, what's the, what, yeah, I just don't get the, the sort of hedonic calculus there. You mean like having the woman wear, well, yeah, like I said, a collar or having her yeah, live in a, a cage yeah, some or something. Like- or, you know, right. every decision she makes has to be like run by the guy or she has to text him every five minutes and, you know, put her plug in or whatever. All right. Let's move on to, uh, I teased at the beginning that we would talk about blowjobs without Keith present. So we could, you know, so, so just, just to clarify for our audience, you do enjoy receiving blowjobs, right? I do. Yes. Okay. So you don't have a problem with that. 
Uh, that's good. Um, and it's something, what, what would you say uh, in a typical relationship, what percentage of your nuts, your partner nuts are blows? Oh, I would say low. Um, oh, okay. Why is mean, that? Okay. So are, are we defining this as uh, you finish with the blow or it's solely blow or it's a blow is That's a great the, question. Uh, any part of the interaction? Let's start with any part of the interaction. That's that's going to be a lot higher. Um, okay. It'll depend on the partner, of course, but you know, okay. 50-ish. Okay. And then actually nutting in her mouth is low. Yeah. That's going to be below 20. Maybe below And how 10. come? Um, well, I mean, not all girls are, are into that. And, yes. Um, and I actually just prefer, uh, it doesn't feel as good. Like I prefer finishing uh, inside. Why, why is that? Well, I, I think vaginas feel better. Okay. Is it because there's too much sensation? Like if she's not able to sort of still her mouth as you would need to optimize the sensation, or is there some other issue with the mouth uh, when you reach the moment of climax? Um, this, it's not like it's a problem. Like this is, this is like the nine versus 10 issue again. It's just vaginas feel better. Okay. And also, I mean, part of okay. it is it's a momentum thing, right? Like if you're having vaginal sex and it's like, well, do I want to go through all these steps and pull out and go all the way up there? It's a lot of, it's a lot of steps or I think it's coming. <laughs> and you're you like, know, it's five we, feet as, away or four aware, feet away. I'm an efficiency kind of guy. Yeah. So you figure, uh, yeah, I think, um, obviously the, uh, uh, I agree that it feels better. Um, I think it, I think an obvious reason is that you can do full pelvis to felt pelvis penetration, which I think is what a guy wants to do when you finish in PIV. Mm-hmm. Um, so that makes sense. Uh, I mean, this okay. is this is evolved to be sort of the optimal sensation for men. That's right. That's right. Okay. So, I mean, we have a basic question here, which is someone looking for tips for a good, high quality blowjob. It's a woman. She says, the guy I'm seeing is the first who's gone out of his way to make sure I was enjoying myself. The first and only man I've been with to prioritize my enjoyment over his own. So a little, you know, whatever, eye rolling there. Okay. But she says she always gives it her all and her oral efforts are always well received. Definitely enjoys it, but she wants to do better. I want to return the favor and show him the best blowjob he's ever had in his goddamn life. Okay. And she wants tips, basically what takes it to the next level? What tricks can she throw in? One guy suggests eye contact, one hand on shaft, one hand on balls. This is a topic that I couldn't really do very well with Keith because he would just say that he doesn't enjoy them in the first place and start right. complaining about her not enjoying it. So so this is – yeah, he would have difficulty believing that a woman – so you believe that a woman – this is real. This is a real woman who really wants tips. She wants to provide the best experience here, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So any, any tips for her? Uh- well, I think those are all solid. I, eye contact, I don't know. I think it's sort of optional. That can be kind of awkward, actually. Uh, okay. Uh, yep. Yeah, pace, I think, is important. Uh, sort of a, a medium pace, as the Adam Sandler song goes. Uh, well, okay. Say more about pace. Like, what do you what do you mean? Well, I think a lot of girls, especially younger girls, uh, make the mistake of assuming, and guys do this too, probably more. Uh, you mean gay men? No, 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 but uh, guys who are uh, like maybe fingering a girl or something. I think mm, that okay. harder is better or faster is better. And uh, yes. it's not. 
or at least not for me. I don't. I don't know. When you say fingering, you mean penetration with your finger, as opposed to rubbing her clit, or you use well, the either. word uh, interchangeable. Like manual, okay. like manual stimulation, or even okay. a little stimulation. Okay. You can sort of, you know, suck super hard or lick really hard. Is sort so. Of, what do you think is the optimal pace on your cock? Um, like how many times per second or minute or something? Oh, good lord! Uh, well, first of all, this isn't. I'm sure there's there's variance here. Um, sure. For me, I like sort of sort of slower, uh, yeah, slower, huh. almost like edging type stuff. Um, so it must take a long time then, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, why not, right? Stretch out well, the uh, okay. stretch out the activity. I find so okay. First of all, I would say that like when you're on the other end of the equation, giving to the woman, it's sort of known that that's going to take, even using the Kiven technique which uh, we discussed last time you were on. Uh, and people can look that up. I think it's K-I-V-E-N. We don't need to get into it. But even using that technique, it, I think it typically, and maybe this is wrong, but I think typically it takes longer to bring a woman to climax this way than it would to bring a man. Maybe that's wrong though. But I think I always feel like there's some amount more pressure on me as the man to nut faster when, when receiving a blow. Maybe that's like a, a mistake I'm making. Whereas for the woman, I think there's some expectation it will take a while. So there's not, and in fact, like if you if she have felt any pressure, it might make it impossible. So I'm curious. Yeah, I don't know what like what the what the time frame when it's going slow and edging like that. What time? I mean, what are we talking? Ten minutes? Are we talking an hour? What are we talking here? Oh no, not an hour. It's yeah, it's on the order of five to ten minutes. Okay, okay. What do you think is the fastest you could nut from a blow uh, if you really focused and she was doing the optimal stuff? Um, I don't know. I think. Uh, I think that's more dependent on circumstantial stuff, like how long has it been since the last time I had an orgasm, stuff like that. Whether it was the first time with that woman, sure. maybe. Oh, yeah. That would probably be the ultimate plus one. So, Can you say more about that? Well, it's just standard Coolidge effect stuff, right? You're going to be a lot more yeah. excited about a new, a new partner. Um, okay. So, yeah, I, I bet like if I went out to a, uh, a bar and met like some – really attractive 22 year old and brought her home and whatever. And she was like, Oh, I definitely want to blow you. And that would probably be pretty quick. Under a minute. Hmm. Hard to say. Probably not. Probably not. So uh, between one and five minutes. Yeah, probably. You get it done if she did well, but okay. But you don't have any like specific tips. I mean, I think enthusiasm is a common tip, right? Or appearing to enjoy it. Um, yeah, but that's kind of vague, right? Okay. Well, can you fill in the blanks on that? Um, I'm thinking about it. Yeah, I mean, I like. I think that. Uh, I mean, I mean, I think sounds. Oh, sure. Like her making some kind of sound. Yeah, moans uh, of approval. Like, right. Even though maybe not genuine. Maybe she's just sort of doing that because she knows it will accelerate. the. I know uh, when I've, uh, maybe I was watching with Keith and I don't know if it was on the show. I think it wasn't. We were watching videos from the having fun hobbying subreddit because these guys video themselves. Was it you? Did I watch those with you or was it with Keith? Uh, you sent me a couple of links and I thought, yeah, I right. watched them. And it, it was amazing the extent to which these prostitutes, I mean, they're like, everybody knows they're prostitutes. Like nobody's pretending it's amateur in any way. They're great at like moaning while giving a blow to make it seem like it's real, like they're really excited about it. 
So it's definitely a thing that works. I don't know. Is there anything else that you appreciate? Um, Finger up your butt. I'll say this about pacing. So there's like, there's a way to touch someone that's perfunctory and there's a way to touch someone in a way that's like sensual. Uh, not to hmm. sound weird about it, but um, sounds a little gay. Yeah. It sounds yeah. a little gay. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm not sure how to how to describe this exactly. You know, it's, it's, it's like the way she like, like giving. Yeah, it's like it's like uh, licking something that tastes disgusting, but you know you have to do it. Versus like, ooh, this is mm. delicious. I'm going to like savor this. Um, something. So about, it is like yeah, gratitude. Yeah, sure, sure. So it's sort of like enjoy yeah. the experience, like enjoy the contact, like the the, the feeling, the sensation of touching. Not not just like right. you're you're rubbing like the surface of a car or something. Hmm. Have you had a woman who rubbed it like it was the surface oh, yeah. of a car? Yeah. A lot of girls, I think, especially younger girls, like you know, going back to my college days, would do stuff like that. And like they're look, yeah. they're doing their darndest, but like they just sort of don't know what to do. Right. They don't realize that like there's an emotional or a psychological, a huge psychological component. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm actually I'm sort of curious how much of that effect is psychological and how much of it is actually tactile. I'm, I'm it's hard for me to like uh, disentangle those two things. So, for example, if she is using her tongue like it's an ice cream cone, there might be some sort of slower, more gentle motion than if she's being more mechanical on it. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I think it's mostly psychological. That'd be my guess. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, do you have? Do you yeah, have people keep saying eye contact. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I, I, I agree. I think that like the, uh, it's interesting because it's. Uh, I think the main tip is the thing that wouldn't work on Keith at all because if you have somebody to who doesn't believe it's possible for the woman to enjoy it, then it's going to be sort of tricky. Um, oh, how about the? Uh, oh, yeah, okay. So, but yeah, I agree completely that basically likes perceived or believable seeming enjoyment uh, is is uh key what about uh deep throating is that something that you enjoy or experience ever uh yeah sure not everyone can do it but yeah what's your experience there what do you mean i mean some girls can do it some girls can't the girls who can it's better yeah is there some do you notice like a particular sensation when she gets past a certain point in her throat where it tightens or something or um yeah it feels yeah i mean it feels a little bit vaginal where it yeah it feels mm. just more contained i guess which makes right. sense right well but there's like some i mean there's some depth that some women have difficulty doing and then other women are able to push past that depth right and i, I guess okay See, saying it's like it's vaginal seems right so that's another thing like a woman could do to upper game right yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm not sure if there's some practice required there that some women are going to be just completely unable to do. Some people in the comments are suggesting edging. I think, I think generally like part of the psychological dimension also is not, it's probably similar to what the tips you would have for a man for giving oral sex that like the, uh, not, yeah, not, not rushing it. Uh, if the guy feels rushed, it's trickier. Yeah. Uh, that it's and like a common yeah. failure mode is like uh, like a mechanical piston like effect. It's like okay, I'm just going to bob my head up and down, 
sort of mechanically and repetitively and sort of aggressively. And like, yeah, yeah, don't, don't do that sort of, you know, feel your way around variety, like different places, you know, like explore it. Like you're enjoying the, uh, enjoying the journey and you're not just like rushing to get to the end. Like you're enjoying it. That's the key, right? Uh, Maybe she actually is. Hopefully she is. Okay. So there's another post here, which is women who do not like to give blowjobs and asking why, again, Keith would say, he assumes everybody doesn't, but the women that you've been with, and I could say something about this too, but the women you've been with who didn't enjoy it, did you ever get to the bottom of that at all? Thinking about this, it's never really been an issue. Like I I enjoy blowjobs, but I'm not obsessed Mm -hmm. with them. Like I prefer sex. Um, so in most long-term relationships I'm in, uh, we have sex like the majority of the time, like, you know, 90% of the time, maybe, uh, or even more depending on the relationship. And, uh, um, so if a girl isn't into, isn't into blowjobs, like I never force the issue. So it's never really come up. And if she does, you know, as long as she does it occasionally, it's fine. Okay. You've probably had an issue with a girl who won't swallow or doesn't want the semen though, right? Yes. That's fine. Yeah. And that's, you just, it's just a personal preference thing. You've never like gotten to the bottom of what's going on there. Uh, I dated one girl who would actually get nauseous if she swallowed. She would throw up like 10 minutes later. Really? Yeah. I tried, I tried not this to was take reliable, that. Like, I tried not to take that personally, but uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And there was no like similar uh, or equivalent reaction when you did PIV and you nutted Correct. in her vagina or that other orifices. <laughs> she, th- she threw up every time I uh, had sex with her. Well, it could be uh, an allergy. Oh, yeah. Some no, sort of a, uh, so. Okay. Yeah, I don't know uh, women who don't like I – think, I, think I think in most cases women – yeah, I, I think in most cases, if a woman doesn't like giving blows at all, it's suggestive that she doesn't like you. <laughs> because it's basically like most of the, I mean, basically all of the pleasure from her end is going to be from pleasuring you. I mean, there's no like physical pleasure she's getting from it. And so it's like, well, if she doesn't enjoy doing something you find pleasing, then that's kind of troubling for your relationship status in general. I don't know what you think uh, about that. I wouldn't take that personally. I think it's more, more about her. Like some girls are just un, unadventurous. I, I think this is rare. Like I can't say I've ever, I think I've ever dated anyone who outright refused to perform oral sex. Uh-huh. Um, especially these days, it seems like a very odd thing to say. Right. Um, like Chris Rock had a bit about this 20 years ago. Uh, timely reference. Oh. There was like, uh, yeah, but if a girl says that, I'm like, they still make you? Like it's just sort of it's sort you of a weird, it's sort of anachronistic, even. Interesting. So, um, I, I'm guessing your experience here was probably high school or college based. Yeah, I mean, I have various experience. I mean, I I wouldn't say that I have an experience with a woman who won't or doesn't like it. Mostly, more experience with women who are just terrible at it. Huh. And, you know, and then and then there's well, like, yeah, the, can I? Can I, uh, can you expand on that a little bit? Like, do you have any, oh, sure. do you have any like famously or hilariously bad blowjob stories? Yeah. I mean, uh, well, I don't know if it's hilariously bad, but I think that, uh, I think that the failure mode of basically her not, not applying enough or the right amount of pressure. And so it's just never going to, you're never going to finish. 
it's just like, yeah, you're, they're just, they're just doing it too gently or too soft. And then it's kind of like, then you wind up in this situation where it's like, you're having to show them the right thing to do or beat off in their mouth or something like that. Um, so that's, that's one failure mode. A uh, couple women where it was uh, just massive aversion to semen. So then it's like, yeah, but, uh, yeah, like, they're just trying to like meaning what, like as soon as you start to ejaculate, she like jerks away or something that, and also, uh, uh, yeah, that's bad. Technique. Then trying to, yeah. Then trying to, um, uh, kind of know when it's going to happen. And so you get kind of a, uh, earlier and earlier in the act, she's, she's sort of like pulling away and worried about it. Yeah. That's so she no has some fun. anticipation. Yeah. That's no fun. It's not great. Um, yeah, I mean, let's see. So, I mean, I think those are the, the, yeah, those were the main, I'm not sure. Yeah, I guess that like, I think other people would talk about like teeth. Yeah, I'm not uh, sure there I was a girl that. I went to college with that, uh, whose nickname was Chomper for that reason. So multiple men had the experience. Yeah. Nobody told her. I forget. I, I didn't, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It seems like something that she would eventually find out and rectify, although maybe she just had a very tight jaw. She couldn't. There's nothing she could do about it. Um, yeah, I, I just remember one guy uh, telling me that uh, she drew blood on him. Drew blood? Yeah. Which no, seems really unpleasant. Yeah, it would be hard to see how you'd do that uh, by bobbing up and down. It's almost like you'd have to oh, chew. You could imagine like nicking like the frenulum or something with a tooth or something. You know, That's if you're true. going fast and you bite down a little. Yeah. Well, whatever. It's I've never had that. You've never had that happen. It's really to unpleasant you, though, to think it. about. No, that's never happened to me. Yeah. Yes. All right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, let's see. Yeah, I don't know if I have anything else on this topic, but the uh, the uh, I think through the enthusiasm and actually seeming like, well, yeah, giving the impression that she's she's enjoying it or actually downright enjoying it is probably the key thing. I think your points are good too. That the. Uh, the sort of specific tongue and mouth motions that are not just robotic and uh, caressing in different ways. It's probably similar. I don't know. Is that the same advice a man would get from a woman? I'm not sure if that's actually right. A lot of times men get the advice to like find the thing that works and just do it repetitively for, you know, five minutes or something. Oh, I suspect, I suspect that's not optimal. Like it's, it's worse. It's better than being in the wrong spot and, and, and uh, just staying there. But, you know, I think sort of teasing around and exploring and doing different things are, are good for both genders. On the woman. Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right, so we have this uh, subreddit uh, that we both actually stumbled across uh, recently. It's called Slutty Confessions. And I initially had this concern about whether whether this these posts are real. I think they're probably not always real. But some of them might be this one. So I, yeah, I thought it would be fun to discuss a few of these, and of course they'll be in the show notes, so people can look at the full content. The question is basically whether these, the, the, you know, it's purporting to be a woman uh, telling these thoughts she has, and of course the thoughts are always things you could imagine a man masturbating to. So there's a literotica dimension to this. But that we could go over a couple of these. Uh, the first one I have here is the woman. It's a woman, and I'm not going to read the whole story. But this is a woman who decided she would uh, get an anal cream pie from her husband to be before a wedding, and then lock it inside of her uh, with a 
white crystal butt plug to keep it in and then keep the plug in her ass with his cum in her for the entire wedding and even during the vows. And then she says, quote, I couldn't stop thinking about how slutty I was being. During our first dance, I whispered in his ear that I was going to be his anal whore for life. I could see him awkwardly trying to hide his erection during the dance, exclamation point. And then when they cut the wedding cake, she said that she uh, was desperate for a second load in that ass. So as soon as they could, they removed the butt plug. And then he put another load in there, which seems actually kind of gross to me. I didn't, that, that bothered me. You, uh, you're uh, not this, excited about yeah. the notion of your own sloppy seconds. Well, I think it would mix with oh. uh, other matter oh, right. okay, in there. Stop. And so it would not be yeah. great. It'd be kind of a paste. Yeah. Does this strike you as a believable story or do you think this is just some like guy in South Korea writing things to get clicks? Uh, it's hard to say. Okay. So let's just talk about the general tenor of the subreddit. Uh, okay. I'll say, first of all, the vast majority of the stories are clearly false or clearly fake. <laughs> okay. Because a lot of them, especially the, the especially the particularly slutty ones, uh, you, you click on the history of the poster and you immediately get redirected to their OnlyFans site or whatever. Um, right. So yeah, this is obviously someone who is just trying oh, to advertise. Yeah. So this is a thing you've done generally. You actually took some of these and you analyzed them based on looking at the the pro the other posts made by the Reddit users to see what they're doing generally. Yeah, that's right. And if like all right. of their posts are, are sex posts, um, then yeah, it's probably not it's probably a fake account. Although there is the issue of someone just having a throwaway account for like sexual content or whatever. But if it's a, if it's a very short history, like, you know, the account's only a week old, uh, everything's in slutty confessions. Um, or they haven't only, only fans site, I think is like dispositive. It's like, okay, they're just, they're just making stuff up. Ones that don't have an only fan site and have like a, a very short history. Like I find those kind of confusing. Um, uh, it could be that people are just telling a story like, oh, I've got this one crazy story I want to tell. I'm going to make a make a, uh, a fake account for it. Um, and then other ones, it's like their account history is long enough that that's not really pl- a plausible explanation. And I figure maybe they're just, they're karma farming for some other nefarious purposes. I, I don't know. <laughs> well, this uh, particular one, this wedding uh, story one, you actually looked at the history for it. Do you remember what you found? Yeah, so uh, it it was none of those categories. They had a pretty extensive history um, hmm. and a lot of sex stuff. Like there was a lot of um, she posted on uh, Asians Gone Wild. Uh, she's very attractive. A lot of photos. Uh, very attractive. Um, but they weren't selling anything. She never showed her face. Um, so maybe she's just kinky. Like that. It's not you know not impossible. Okay. So you think it's, I mean, this could, I mean, there's another possibility here, which is like, she has a bunch of pictures she puts up. She writes stories. They're things she's imagined, but it's not, it does appear. I mean, she has a lot of pictures in here and I agree. She's pretty attractive. Uh, and it does appear that it's the same person again and again. And it's across like a period of years yeah. that this person's posting. Yeah. That's, that's another thing. If it's this, if it's clearly the same person, person in all the pictures, then the odds of it being legitimate goes way up. Right. Yeah, I agree with you. Oh, okay, so that's yeah, that's uh, let me uh, that's a good take. Let me, let me ask you. Uh, it, it occurred to me while you were reading that story. Uh, that's hot as sort of lit erotica. Um, can you Im- imagine like actually enjoying that as the groom? Like, if, if which part? If this had happened to you during your own wedding, 
Like, is that something you would be excited about? I, uh, no, I don't think so. But I mean, I, you know, the, every relationship's different. Like I think that, but I think that, um, uh, there are certain occasions where, I mean, I wouldn't, yeah, you don't at your wedding want to be worrying that like a butt plug is going to fall out of your wife's butt and like soil her wedding dress or something. That doesn't seem like a, something that would make the occasion more of a turn on. Right. And also, you know, uh, I've, it's, I've yeah. been married, I, I had a wedding and it was maybe the single most stressful day of my life. Like it was nothing hmm. but getting up early, you know, just craziness. You know, it's just, it's a giant event that you're in charge of. And um, I was stressed and anxious the entire day. And I, yeah, I can't imagine. So you might have had I trouble. Even, I don't even think like we had sex that night. Like we were just too exhausted. And I, yeah, I can't imagine, so have, yeah. I can't imagine interrupting in the middle, sort of like right before the thing starts even where your stress is at the, at the peak, like, oh, let's have some really naughty sex. Yeah. So yeah, the difficulty for you here is that he had to have anal sex with her on the wedding day and then put a butt plug in her. Yeah. That's what you're having trouble imagining. Well, just from a practical point of view, like I, I was a groom in a wedding and I can't, it's, uh, it's inconceivable that that would have happened. I, I would not well, have to be even fair, wanted to. To be fair, let, let me just double check the posting here because I'm not sure that she, she, she um, specifies that it is actually his semen. Uh, Oh no, she did. She said in the early morning before hair, makeup, et cetera, she had soon to be husband, give her a thick anal, thick anal cream pie. Um, because it does, that also isn't that bad luck to see. Yeah. yeah I was going to say, you're not supposed to wake bride. up, uh, you're not supposed to see them. Right. And I mean, how much worse luck is it to see the inside of her anus before, before the wedding? That seems really risky. Um, yeah, no, that it, it it seems like potentially a fantasy that somebody's writing. However, it does seem plausible that this is an actual woman who's writing this stuff. So that's that's compelling, and I like your strategy of uh, going through the post history to find that out. Yeah. And there are some posts that I think are clearly uh, clearly real. Like there was there was one that I read where it was it was a flight attendant, and she said, you know, she met a passenger from her plane they met in the hotel bar afterwards or something they recognized each other and blah 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 and they had sex and it was great and good story and then you look in her post history and she is answering all these flight attendant questions and other uh, other subreddits and she did like an ama ask a flight attendant i'm like oh well this is probably real and the story wasn't hmm. even that crazy it was just like yeah i met this guy at the bar we had anonymous one night stand sex and it was fun it wasn't you know i had an butt plug in during my wedding. It'd be kind of cool to know which women are the ones that want to do that stuff. If there was some way to know, of course, if, if you knew that as a guy, then every other guy would know it as well. And she would just be, it would just be like the, the emoji or whatever of the, or the, the, the animated gif of the woman getting lots of penises thrown in her, hot dogs thrown in her face. She would get so many propositions all the time. It wouldn't be interesting. Um, okay. We got another one in here that's a, her, uh, a, a woman and her husband bought a house and discovered that it had a glory hole in it. You know, uh, assiduous listeners will know how much I enjoy glory holes. Uh, just conceptually, I've never, I've never used a glory hole. A glory hole, of course, being a, a method for anonymous sex where a man can stick his penis through the hole and he's never sure who's on the other side. Of course, if you don't know who's on the other side, I always like to counsel listeners. It's a man. Uh, if you don't know who it is, it's a man. In this case, they discover they have a glory hole. That would gross me out. I think most normal people would be grossed out by that because it means 
that there was a lot of semen being spewed through that hole into probably a man's mouth. Yeah, I hope they sanitized that particular area. Right. But apparently this woman was really turned on by it and she got in her head the idea that she could sit in the little room that's inside the where the you know the hole points into and tell her husband to stick his penis through and, and use the glory hole for its intended function and she found that really hot. Um that one I mean I, I, I this one doesn't seem I don't did you find this one plausible? Yeah, in fact it wasn't even a particularly sexy, it was kind of funny. Uh Okay. Because she said it was initially like the kids' play area, and then her sister came downstairs and saw it and explained what it was. Uh, okay. So yeah, I, th- I mean, it wasn't. Do you think, yeah, it wasn't particularly like salacious. It was more funny. Do you think you've dated ever dated a woman who would enjoy being on the recipient side of a glory hole? Uh, yeah, probably. Okay. Okay. I don't well, think I, I don't I've know, ever. I don't know. Enjoy uh, would. Would agree to under the right circumstances, sure. Agree to, yeah. <laughs> right. That's the problem. I mean, so this woman is claiming that she enjoyed it, and then she was so turned on by it that after the guy, after her husband finished, she laid down and masturbated in the glory hole. Which actually that grossed me out because I figured there's just so much semen in there. I mean, maybe she cleaned it, maybe. But I'm imagining it's just semen encrusted everything in there. If you had like a luminol or whatever they do to light up to show the show the semen, it would just be very bright in there. Um, but that, yeah, that didn't strike me as particularly believable. Okay. You, you, so, you know, you've been with a woman who would agree to it potentially, but not actually enjoy it. Uh, hard to say. I mean, I've been with some women who were into, into BDSM, into kink. They were submissive. Right. So yeah, presumably they, they might be into something like that. Sure. Is this something you'd be into? No. You don't care? No. Would you be worried it was she swapped in a guy? <laughs> uh, well, no. I mean, I guess that's okay. situation dependent, right? Well, here's the thing: like the the whole allure of a glory hole is anonymity. But if it's a thing that you've set up with your partner, what's what's the point? Like, hey, let's pretend we don't right. know uh, who's right. behind the door. Like, yeah, I just don't get it. Now, I think this is a very astute point. I think this is why I too find it totally uncompelling. It's also, there's a woman, her name is like Iris Kincaid or something. Well, that's her username on Pornhub who posts just repeatedly again and again and again, uh, milking table videos. You're familiar with oh, yeah. the milking yeah, table. Yeah. And she just, she's posted a ton. I think I've talked to her about it before on the podcast. And so it's you know, milking tables where a guy lies horizontally on a bed or it's not a bed. It has to. It's like a massage table with a hole cut in it. Yeah, for his penis, and he sticks it through. It has to be, there has to be a little enough padding that his penis can protrude through pretty fully. So he might be actually fairly uncomfortable up there for him. Uh, Maybe like a metal filing cabinet top or something. I don't know. Uh, But yeah, it's the same thing. I mean, so she's down there, and it's supposed to be sort of super erotic because you don't, you know, it's anonymous. But I completely agree that like. from a guy's perspective is, I mean, there are two things. I always think that I would be worried that something bad was going to happen to my penis. Uh, yeah. I mean, you're just, it's a, you're very, in a very extremely vulnerable position there. And then secondly, yeah. Like if I don't see the person, I'm just going to assume it's not good. Right. So, so the anonymity actually, it actually makes you wonder like who, for whom is an, a glory hole compelling? I guess well, it's only compelling for... Yeah, I mean, the answer to that is obvious, right? 
And why is it compelling for gay men? Because you know because... the person on the other side is a man. It's like there's no okay, there's, but... there's no there's no realistic fear that a woman is going to swap herself in there. But it's probably an unattractive man, right? I don't know. I guess. Yeah, it seems like it likely is. And the probably the 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 person with the penis going through the holes unattractive as well. This feels like some sort of a an analog to the classic game theory problem of the prisoner's dilemma, the glory hole dilemma, uh, where in the prisoner's dilemma, like it's two prisoners and like there's a there's this kind of a solution to it and you know, who 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 turns the other into the police or whatever. But it's like if you have completely anonymous sex like this, I think you wind up with two extremely unattractive people. Or like it's or you uh, two guys who are closeted and like want to have anonymous sex out of fear of being interesting. discovered. Interesting. So it might be compelling. I don't know. To two guys. I mean, I, okay. that subculture I think is opaque to me. <laughs> it's too opaque. Yeah. You don't know. You don't go to the Steamworks or the uh, the bathhouse to check that stuff out. No, not that I'm going to admit here. Right. That's true. Even if you did, you wouldn't, you would not be honest about it with our audience as I would not either if, uh, if I had done that. Okay. Well, I think that's uh, as much time as we have for all our topics today. Got through a few of those uh, slutty confessions stories and thanks to Eric. Thanks to you for listening. If you've made it this far in the, the podcast, this is uh, episode 86 of your mileage may vary. You can give us feedback at YMMV at gmail.com or on twitter at ymmvpod no it's ymmvpod at gmail.com or on twitter at ymmvpod and keith is supposed to be landing from hawaii around now so we're going to meet up to do the next week's episode together thanks to all of you and see you next time Je me retiens. Non.